כתובות דף ח' עמוד א', Aspirational emotions, דאיפלי צערה לאנוכו. Sometimes we sell ourselves short when it comes to the area of emotions and we satisfy ourselves with the emotions that we feel and we feel emotions in response to a situation. We feel emotions in response to what's happening in our lives, what's going on, what we're experiencing at a given moment. And we don't have a lot, a lot of control over our emotions always. We might control the way we express them. Uh, but we feel things and, and, and those feelings come over us at, at different times. And we, we somehow satisfy ourselves with that. That's the way I'm feeling. Uh, and feeling then becomes uh, of paramount importance in our society. And yet, how we feel is something we can influence. Uh, and we're capable of much greater emotions than the emotions we may be feeling at a given time. And we deprive ourselves of those greater emotions. As human beings, we're so amazing. Each one of us is capable not only of feeling and feeling deeply, but we're also capable of understanding the capacity, our capacity to feel and to expand our capacity to feel and to elevate our capacity to feel, to enable ourselves and others to feel things we didn't know we could feel. Isn't that really the, the essence of inspiration when someone or something inspires us to feel some, an experience, an emotion that is much higher than anything we thought we could. That's what's truly inspirational. And we see this in the, uh, in the Gemara. We can, we can learn a lot about the emotions we're meant to have, uh, the emotions we're capable of having from halakha itself. The, uh, the pasuk that we're discussing today, the, the Matmonim, is based on a pasuk right, right off the topic, it would appear. דוד המלך סטייטמנט אינטהילים פרק קי"ט סס אנוכי על אמרתך כמוצאי שלל רב. The famous פסוק that we say at a bris miller. I rejoice, Hashem, over your sayings as one who has discovered the most profound treasure. And there are two opinions brought in Rashi as to what דוד המלך is referring to. The one is, uh, he's talking about the thrill and the excitement of discovering meaning and understanding in Divrei Torah, when he's able to really uh, plumb the depths of an idea of, of Torah and grasp it and gain insight into it. That's the sasom, that's the joy he talks about in this, in this verse of Tehillim. But the other reason that Rashi brings is, he tells the story that Tovid Anelech was standing in the shower and feeling very concerned and worried that there is no attachment to any mitzvah at that moment. Uh, he can't be talking or speaking in Torah. He can't have tefillin on. He can't have tzitzit on. What connection does he have Torah to Torah at the moment that he's in the in the shower? And then he realizes he's got his brit milah, and he says, "Sasan imratecha," because brit milah was given to Abraham as a ma'amar, as a statement, rather than as a tzivui, as a commandment. Uh, it says in Breshit, "Vayomer elokim el Avraham, vatayt briti tishmor Hashem said to Avraham." Uh, and, and so when David Amir talks about Imratecha, your sayings, he's talking about that specific saying, the saying that gave me Brit Milah when I was already an old man, but now I've got it not only for myself, but for all of the, of the Jewish people. And David Amir tunes into that feeling of, of Avraham and says, that's the source of my, of my joy. Um, and the Gemara in, in Shabbos, uh, Dav Kuflamid, where Mishimran Gamliel says, that all mitzvot which the Jewish people accepted upon them with rejoicing, with joy, such as Brit Milah, about which David HaMelech says, Sas Anuchi Alim Ratecha Kemotzei Shalal Rav, so the Gemara again associates this posuk that we're dealing with, with Brit Milah specifically, all those mitzvot that we accepted in such joy, Adayin Osinotah B'Simcha, we're still doing it with great joy. 
בכל מצווה שיקבלו עליהם בקצתה, and those מצוות that we, there was machloket, an argument about when we were given the מצווה, כגון הרעיות, for example, the topic of yesterday's shir, all the laws that govern the intersexual relationships, there was unhappiness when those laws were given, uh, because we're talking about separating things that naturally attract to one another, that's the sexual energy I talked about yesterday, and the kudusha in the mastery of that energy. And over that it says, that the Moshe heard the Jewish people crying about the laws of Tzniyut that were given to them. And because they didn't accept those mitzvot in joy, they are still done with a level of argument. Wherever we're talking about gender and, and, the, and the sexes and the role of women and men, there's argument, there's disputes. Where, how, should, how should the mechitza be? Should there be a mechitza? Shouldn't there be a mechitza? Where should the mechitza be? And there's no exodus, the Gemara de Loram Tigra, where there's not an argument about, even though marriage should be something so romantic and should transcend the financial area, yet we get involved in financial argument when we're discussing something as beautiful and romantic as marriage. That's because initially the mitzvah was accepted. with dissatisfaction, and that dissatisfaction is perpetuated throughout the ages in the observance of the mitzvah. Because the way you start something, the way you feel about something at its initiation affects everything. That's such an important idea in the way we lead people and build our businesses and organizations, that when we're initiating something new, it's so important that the approach to it is one of optimism and positivity and and a higher sense of meaning and purpose in what we're doing, because that will affect everything else that one does thereafter. Which brings us to the Gemara on our, uh, on our daf, on daf Chesa Madalaf at the bottom. Uh, Rav Chaviva Ikla Lebei Mahola, Rav Chaviva came to a, the home of a bris, and he was asked to lead the benching, because the benching is an important part of the bris miller. The bris miller needs a su'uda. This is something that many people today are not careful enough about. They have a a bris miller, and they make a big thing, and then they have coffee and a donut, and everybody goes home. Uh, but that's not what it's meant to be. There's meant to be a su'uda. This is a public event, as, as we'll see. And you invite people to participate in that simcha by means of having a su'uda together, having a meal, washing, benching. And in the benching, Rav Chaviva was asked to lead, lead the benching. He said, as we say at weddings at Sheva Brothers. And then the Gemara says, but we don't paskan halacha that way. We do not say Shasimcha Bimono at a Brit Milah, Mishum de Tiridi de Itle Tsarali Nuka, because uh, the, the parent is, is worried and concerned about the pain and discomfort that the child is experiencing. Notice the reason to not say Shasimcha Bimono, and some people don't say Shechianu at a Brit for the same reason, is not because of the baby's pain. It's sad that the baby is in pain and discomfort and we feel that sadness, but it's not the baby who has to say, it's the parent. And the problem is, how is the parent feeling? And the Gemara says the parent is feeling preoccupied with the pain of their son. And therefore, they're not in a state to be able to say, with fullness of heart and, and, and with authenticity. Because when Chazal on Betaken, when they legislate a bracha or a tefillah or an action that we need to do, it can be legislated only if we're capable of doing it with full heart and authenticity. That doesn't mean that we do it every time that way, but certainly that there is the capacity and the capability to do so. And this idea that it's not because the baby is suffering, it's because the parent is suffering. Parent is suffering because the baby is suffering, but the reason we don't say Shasim Chabim or no is the parent suffering. We see clearly an important true of the Rashbo uh, in, in Chodek Aleph Simon Reish Mem Hey, 
Um, and we talked about the Rashbor being the one of the Rabbeim of the Ritvo yesterday, being a Talmud of the Ramban. So it's that whole school of thought in Spain that we're dealing with, and we have today both a Rashbor and a Ritvo. And the Rashbor says, uh, We don't say Shechianu at a Brit Milah. Um, and he says, if you look at the, the brachas that are mentioned in, in Gemara Shabbos, a lot of Gemaras, a lot of brachot and tefillot are mentioned, but not Shechianu. There's no mention of Shechianu. But the reason is not because the baby is suffering. Because the question of whether the baby is suffering or not is only discussed in Ksuvas Tavches, our page, around the issue of and the benching. It's not referencing Shechianu at all. The problem is that although the, that, that, that since the child is uncomfortable and suffering at the time of the bris, the father is also uncomfortable. And you can't say if you are unhappy, if you are suffering. Uh, and so that's the problem. Again, the Rashbon noticing the point that we made earlier. But Shechianu is a completely different thing. This is important to know. We uh, Again, getting into emotions, we have things that we try and feel when we say Shechianu. What are we supposed to feel when we say Shechianu? So we normally think we're supposed to feel great joy, but that's not so, says the Rashbon. Shechianu is not dependent on joy. Shechianu is about receiving something of value. And that's what we say. When we say Shechianu over new fruit, it's not because we're overpowered with, with joy. It's because we value the fact that we have a new season of fruit uh, to supply our nutritional needs. Uh, sometimes even when there is uh, anguish and sadness involved in the new thing that you've, that you've acquired, you'll still say Shechianu, for example, when a child inherits from a father, even though the child is distraught at the loss of the of the father, but there's also the inheritance, and it's not because of the joy of the inheritance. It's because he's has been given something of value, and when we're given something of value, we pause and we say a bracha shechianu. Um, so the um, so, so this is completely different. We don't say shechianu debris, uh, or we do depending on the minhag, but shechianu has nothing to do with simcha. Uh, what is Important is we don't say Shah Simcha Bimono because that has to have full full simcha. The Meiri says something similar, slightly different, and says it's um, in, in the same thing that, that uh, we don't say Shah Simcha Bimono, Mishun Tsara di Enucha, but Simcha mit Balbelet liyirat Tsaro Shel Tinot. There's confused simcha in the parent. Of course, there's simcha. The parent is happy to bring a son into the world and, and, and Brismila. But there is in it a mixture of, of worry and concern, and that's not a place that, that one can, or a time that one can say, However, says the Meiri, some people say, the Goenim say, that Pidyon Ben, um, which is also a Sudat Mitzvah, you may say, because this whole reason of the child being in pain and therefore the parent being con- concerned doesn't apply in the case of the British Miller, or the case of a Sudat Pidyon Ben. And therefore, the Sudat Pidyon Haben, when we make a meal at the Sidyon Haben and we bench, there we should say, Shasim Chabimuno, says the Meiri. The Ritvo uh, attacks this, this viewpoint uh, and says, Some people say that you do say, Shasim Chabimuno, at a Pidyon Haben. 
However, Rabbeinu Tuvia says in the name of Tosfos She'ein Levarech that we should not make that bracha. And the reason he brings is, Shelo amru she'asimcha bimono, ela bisuda she'ne'emar ba'asimcha. You're right that at the Pityan Aben, there is unadulterated simcha. You're right that there isn't pain of the child and therefore the parent isn't worried and one should be able to say shasim chabimono. But we don't say shasim chabimono every time you happen to be happy. That's not what fixes it. What decides when you say shasim chabimono is only shbesuda shene'emar ba'asimcha, a suda about which simcha is associated in halacha and in Torah, kegon brit milah, tichtiv sasanuchi alim ratecha. In the case of Brit Milah, there's actually a posit that says, Sasa Nechialim Ratecha. Mashen Kim Pfitan Aben. Pfitan Aben is just a personal thing. You feel happy or you don't feel happy. But there's no requirement, there's no expectation of halachically of happiness. And therefore, there's no Shasim Chabim or no on the benching at a Pfitan Aben because Enlos Tifa Mashabru Chazal, we don't do anything more than Chazal have instituted. But at a Brit Milah, the, the Torah tells us, David HaMelech tells us in Tehillim, So we know not only is that a legitimate thing to feel, but it's, it's a required feeling. We've got to aspire to feel that level of simcha, but not the simcha that we naturally feel. The natural simcha for a parent at a bris is wonderful. What a, what a miracle we have a son. We've brought a son into the world, particularly if it's a first son, a great joy, a great excitement, and, and that's the simcha. No, that's not the simcha. The simcha at the bris is, from this moment onwards, my son will be permanently attached to mitzvot. There's a mitzvah that it's, it's part of his body. He is he burges with, with Torah and mitzvot at this moment. They, he will never separate from Torah and mitzvot. He will never be able to detach himself from Torah and mitzvot. Just as David HaMelech in the shower rejoices at the realization that he's attached permanently, 24-7, to Torah and mitzvot, that's the joy of the Brit Milah. So just as we said yesterday, the joy of a wedding is not just the romantic joy of, of, of two people getting married. It's the joy of the whole regimen of halachot given to us to govern our relationships between the sexes, because in that there is such kedushah, and we're celebrating the kedushah of marriage. That's why we call it kedushim. That's what this is about, and that's why it's public. That's why there needs to be a minion there. There needs to be a community presence because this is a community celebration, not a personal celebration. And a bris milah is the same thing. A bris milah is a community celebration. We're celebrating the mitzvah of bris milah, the permanent attachment of the Jewish man to mitzvot at, uh, every moment of his life, from the moment he has his bris, his bris at eight days old until the moment he dies. There is no capacity to detach from Torah mitzvot, that's what we're celebrating at the bris, and that's why everybody is present, and that's why we have a a, a sudat mitzvah uh, in 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 order to to be able to do that, um, and and that's why there's the question of do we or we don't don't we say sham sibchabi mono, and and therefore the, the discussion the shukhanoch actually passes that uh, with regard to sudat pidyar haben that the uh, there's a minak to have a, a, a suda, unlike a bris, it's not part of the proceedings. You don't have to have a suda, but the minak is to have a suda and to use wine. Um, but even though there is no anguish, and I might have thought that here we should say as the Meiri suggests, the halacha is like the toast was brought by Rabbi Natuvia 
in the Ritva that we don't say Shasimcha Bimeno even at a uh, even at a Pidyan Aben because Sason and Simcha is not written into the process of of a Pidyan Aben. Sason and Simcha is written into the process of a Brismila, and the only reason we don't say Shasimcha Bimeno is because included in the Simcha is some degree of concern and worry and anguish. Thank you.